The Mindspo Podcast. What do you see with your mind's eyes? Welcome back. Let's elevate. Roll your shoulders up and back. Unclench your jaw. Elongate your spine as you take a deep breath in. And now, exhale. Now take your mind to that person, place, or thing that you have gratitude for and start to feel into the joy available to you at all times. Elevate into a higher vibration as we expand together and dive into this conversation. Welcome to the Mindspo podcast. My name is Rochelle Fox and you are tuning in for another episode of Deep Diving Inside of My Mind. And today we are talking about productivity. Woo, hot topic, very relevant topic for me right now. And this episode is really a continuation of last week's episode, which is episode 55, All on Habits. And this is really a representation of where I'm at right now in my life and the things that I am focused on. So I've mentioned many times on this podcast that I have a big project that has come to me that is really exciting. And I don't mean to keep teasing that, but it is really kind of just taking up all of my time right now. And I promise you probably within the next two weeks, I'm actually allowed to announce what this is. So stay tuned to the podcast within the next two weeks, because I will have a big announcement for you. And ever since this big project came into my orbit, I've had to rearrange so many different things in my life in order to be able to get this done and get it done in the right energy. And something that I was aware that I needed to look at was one, my habits, which is what I talked about last week, but two, it was my productivity. And I, full disclosure, (laughs) I have definitely had a little bit of a negative relationship with the concept of productivity before. I have definitely gotten into... I would say the world of toxic productivity, if we want to call it that, where I've been stuck in YouTube holes, watching all the productivity experts and the productivity gurus. And in the past, I've really associated my worth as a person with how much I get done. And that is definitely not what I wanted to get stuck doing again. And it's something that I've worked on and healed, but I knew that I had to really redevelop my relationship with productivity. And and I had to become more productive in order to get this this project done in the time that I I needed to get it done. And that's really led me and my team to look at the science of productivity and look at the ways that I could hack my productivity in a way that is more holistic. I don't believe in burning the midnight oil anymore. I think, yeah, you're always going to have to put in some work, but I definitely have felt like I've, you know, I've been in seasons of like hustling and burning the midnight oil and that doesn't really interest me anymore. And I don't get my best work done when I'm in that highly stressed frantic, uh, nonstop project on project on project, like go, go, go. Like that is not when I produce my best work. And the work that I do these days, it requires a lot more space. It requires a lot more creativity. It requires me to be in a certain energy where I can be intuitive and have downloads and really connect with something deeper within me. And it is not just about output. It is really about a a connection, like a deep soul connection. And 
I am balancing that intuition and that deep soul connection and that creativity that I need at the moment with a deadline and with a project and with things outside of myself that I'm having to kind of meet. And that has required me to dive back into the world of productivity. But I wanted to look at productivity, like I said, in a more holistic way and really look at the science of productivity and the little things that I could do that would have a big impact. And I sometimes think with topics like productivity, or health and wellness, like there are so many things that we we know of and we've heard of, but we're not implementing. So what I want to challenge you to do in this episode is if you feel like you have heard a tip that I'm going to mention, you're like, oh yeah, I've heard this. I want you to hear it again. And then I want you to ask yourself, am I actually implementing this? Is this something that I'm actively doing? Is there some way I could take action on this? Because there are so many little things in this episode that I have taken action on that have had such a big difference. And not just a big difference in how much I've been able to get done, but a big difference in how I feel about the work, how I feel about my workflow, how I feel about my productivity. And here's the thing, the energy that you do things in, like the energy that you have towards productivity and your approach to it, that is drastically going to change how you feel about your work, the results of your work, the kind of energy that you put into your work. So all of these tips are based in science and they're all tips that are really going to help you have a better approach to work, but they're also going to help you be more productive at your work. This episode will not mean anything unless you take action. And I can tell you now, just one of these tips could drastically improve your life. So there's lots of different little bits of tips and tricks and ideas that I have in this episode for you. So let's dive into the science of productivity. My first productivity tip is to create your ideal workspace. So throughout your day, your brain is constantly looking for different cues. It's trying to predict like what's going to happen next. And it does this based on the environment that you're in. Now, this idea of looking for cues, it actually might sound familiar to you. So if you tuned into episode 55 of this podcast, which is last Thursday's episode, we talked about building habits. And in that episode, I discussed how habits are formed through something called the habit loop, which involves a cue a routine, and a reward. Well, your brain, it actually operates in a really similar way when it comes to productivity. It is always searching for cues in your environment to figure out what tasks you should be doing and how you should be feeling about it. I want you to think about it like this. If you are in a cluttered, noisy, and chaotic workspace, your brain is going to receive a cue that it's a time for distraction and stress. But if your environment is super organized, it's calm, and you have like a dedicated workspace, then your brain gets the message that, oh, damn, like it's time to focus. So let's connect the dots here. Just like cues play a critical role in habit formation, your workspace actually can be the cue for your brain to kick into productivity mode. So if you've been trying to build a habit of a more effective work routine or to be more productive, then you need to really consider your workspace because it could be influencing your success way more than you think. So a personal example that I want to share from this tip is I recently came to Sydney and I knew that I needed to work on this big project, which is one of the main reasons I came to Sydney, I really knew that I had to be productive and I knew that my workspace was having a direct impact on my productivity. Now, back in Bali, I work from home and 
as much as I love working from home, I just felt like I needed a more professional workspace to work. So I've actually been working at a place called Desk Space in Sydney and going into this co-working space every few days to sit and work on my dream project has had a significant impact on my productivity. Being around other people working, being in like a bright, clean, clear, like beautifully set up, you know, workspace that is designed for work. It's not designed to be lived in. It's just a workspace that has helped me so freaking much. So I think that this idea of having a ideal workspace is one of the key things we need to look at when it comes to productivity as like a first step. If you are someone that has been constantly working from somewhere and it hasn't been making you feel inspired, ask yourself, how can you make changes? Can you go and work at a co-working space or can you completely rearrange your desk or move things around or change where you work in your house? Like do whatever you need to do to shift the energy and to create a space that feels ideal for you to get what you need to get done, done. All right, so tip number two is to minimize distractions for laser focus. So in our fast-paced world, distractions they're everywhere. Like they are seriously everywhere and they can impact your productivity in so many ways. Think about all the times that your phone is beeping with a message and you find yourself scrolling on social media instead of working. Something that really freaked me out is that research has actually shown that our phones, even when they're just sitting there and you're not actively using them, that alone can distract us. It's as if our phone's very existence creates a mental pull, making it harder for us to concentrate as we do our tasks, especially when you're working on something that demands a lot of focus. So how can you minimize distractions and stay on track? The first thing you need to do here is to create a dedicated workspace free from unnecessary gadgets, unnecessary notifications, and anything that you do not need to get your work done. And if you can, keep your cell phone out of sight or in a different room from where you actually work. Now, if you can't put your phone away because you actually need it for work, make sure you turn off all notifications if you can. Put your phone on focus mode or on do not disturb. This way you're not gonna get interrupted by different messages and alerts and you will be able to actually put your full attention into the task at hand. By taking these little steps, you're actually gonna be able to minimize distractions and be more productive. It is so important when you are working on something that needs your full attention to not break your attention, to really allow yourself to get into that flow state. So do what you need to do to minimize your distractions with your phone and be a savage about it. Tip number three is to embrace the power of work intervals. Now, our attention span and our ability to concentrate are finite resources. It is not something that goes on forever. Just like a battery, they run out if we keep them constantly engaged. Now, hours of uninterrupted work might seem like the pathway to productivity, but research actually suggests otherwise. Science actually shows us that working anywhere from 25 to 90 minutes with 5 to 15 minutes in between is the optimal rhythm to stay productive. This has been validated in many different professions, such as computer programmers and agricultural workers as well. And research actually also reveals that these short breaks actually do wonders for our ability to be able to concentrate. That break period isn't just a breather. It's a chance to actually clear your mind and allow your mental batteries to recharge. One practical way that you can actually implement this tip is by using the Pomodoro technique, which you might've heard of before. Now, the Pomodoro technique actually involves working intensively for 25 minutes and then taking a five-minute break. During your break, you just get up, you step away from your work area, take a stretch, 
take a walk, do a short meditation, or just relax for a few minutes. And when you return to work, you'll find that your focus is so much sharper. Your energy levels are higher and you are way more productive. It's a very simple yet powerful way that you can make the most of your work hours. So whether you're tackling a challenging project at work, studying for an exam, or just plowing through daily tasks, remember that the science-backed wisdom is always about working in intervals. It's a strategy that aligns our human biology and can help us accomplish more while maintaining our well-being. Now, one tip I want to say here when it comes to the Pomodoro method is I found this works best when you spend those five minutes digitally disconnected. Now, I have really experimented with this method before. And when I have done this method and I've used those five minutes, those five recharge minutes to get on Instagram or get on TikTok and just doom scroll, I go back to work and I feel even more tired. So I think it's really, really important when it comes to the Pomodoro method to do something that is going to benefit your body. Stretches, moving, going for a little walk, doing a little meditation, all of those things that will actually allow you to cognitively recharge and get off that information overload loop that we sometimes get on when we're working, that is when this method works best. So give the Pomodoro method a try, 25 minutes on, five minutes off, and make those five minutes a time where you digitally detox. Tip number four is to master the art of single tasking. Now, in the age of distractions, multitasking, you know what? It might seem like a superpower, but here's the truth. Our brains are actually wired to perform at their best when we concentrate just on one thing at a time. Research has shown that our brains are incapable of true multitasking. When we think we're multitasking, what's actually happening is we are task switching. Our brains rapidly switch back and forth between tasks, and this comes at a cost. Studies have shown that when you multitask, this can lead to as much as a 40% drop in productivity. It also takes more time to complete your work when you're multitasking. If you get interrupted, it can take you 50% longer to complete a task. Now, when we juggle multiple tasks at the same time, we're not only slower, but we're also more likely to make mistakes. It's kind of like playing several musical instruments at once. The results are often a noisy mess. So how can we harness the power of focus in a world that constantly demands our attention? The answer lies in a practice known as single tasking. This is something that I do a lot, and it is the art of dedicating your full attention to one task at a time. When you commit to single tasking, you give your brain the opportunity to dive deep in a task, leading to a higher quality of work and increased productivity. Now, here's one simple strategy that you can use to get started. Start your day by prioritizing your to-do list and tackle one task at a time. When you're working on that task, eliminate distractions, put your phone on silent, close unnecessary tabs on your computer, and just let others know that you're unavailable for a set period. By focusing on one thing at a time, you're not only improving the quality of work, but you're also reducing stress and overwhelm. It's like giving your brain a clear runway to take off and perform at its best. So ditch the myth of multitasking and embrace the power of single tasking. Your brain is going to thank you for it. And I want to add here that single tasking for me as someone who is a multi-passionate entrepreneur with multiple businesses, this has been my secret in the last year to being able to actually move the needle forward on all my different businesses and all my different jobs. 
I work best when I have single days for one business or single days for one project. That way my brain can be completely into that one business, that one problem, that one area of my life. And when I have tried to multitask and have days where I get lots of different things done on lots of different projects and I'm switching between this app and then the retreats business, then the podcast, like that is when I am a scattered mess. So Single tasking for me has been something that has allowed me to move the needle forward and it's made such a big difference on my productivity, my happiness, and just my general mood and outlook towards work. I feel like when I used to try and split my time and split my focus between so many different things on the same day, like that is when I would leave the day and just feel like I got nothing done. I didn't really ever feel like the needle was moved forward. But when I dedicate a whole entire day or even just like half a day to one project, to one business, to like one thing that I need to get done, that's when I feel like I close loops and that just gives me so much more satisfaction. So drop the multitasking, try single tasking. It is incredible. You can take my word for it. Tip number five is one that I swear by, and this is to boost your productivity with walks. So going on regular walks is a practice that can work wonders for your mental clarity and your overall productivity. Going on a walk, whether it's a short stroll or a long one, is a celebrated productivity booster. And look, you don't necessarily need a scientific study to confirm what many have experienced firsthand, but since this is a science episode, we're going to get into it. Now, so to highlight the science behind it, I want to talk about a study where employees from a large university in the UK took part in three weekly 30-minute lunchtime walks. And this study found that lunchtime walks actually improved their enthusiasm, their relaxation, and their nervousness at work. And participants who incorporated walking into their routines actually experienced significant improvements in their ability to generate creative ideas and to solve complex problems. Walking is known to have such a great impact on your creativity. And there's actually a study in 2014 from Stanford University where they demonstrated that creativity is actually boosted in real time shortly after a walk. So what they did here is they had participants actually engage in creative thinking tests, both while seated and while walking on the treadmill. And the results were really eye-opening. So get this, walking actually increased the creativity of 81% of the participants in tests which measured divergent thinking. In other words, it helped them generate more unique ideas. And that's not all. Walking also boosted their ability to solve complex problems by 23%. But here's the best part. The creative boost, it doesn't just fade away as soon as you sit back down. Researchers have actually observed a residue effect, meaning that after you walk, your mind continues to come up with brand new fresh ideas. What the science shows here is that walking can actually act as a reset button for your brain. So when you find yourself stuck on a problem, feeling overwhelmed, or taking one of those five-minute breaks to scroll your phone rather than stretch, just go for a walk because that is actually how you can find a solution and start thinking more creatively. It's during these moments while we're walking that our mind can actually wander freely, leading us to think of new ideas and solutions that we might not have been able to think about if we were just sitting and being sedentary at our desks. So whether it's a short walk around your office building, a beautiful nature hike during the weekend, or an evening stroll through your neighborhood, just whatever you do, consider incorporating walking into your daily routine because it is scientifically proven to enhance your productivity and to help you be more creative. 
Tip number six is probably my favorite one in this list, and it is to energize yourself with outdoor breaks. So spending time outside is a really simple yet effective way that you can boost your productivity. Now, we all know that taking short breaks during our work is important, but what if you could supercharge those breaks by getting yourself outdoors and getting into nature? Science has consistently shown that spending time outside can have so many different benefits. It not only boosts your mood and our energy levels, but it also increases our cognitive functions. So here's a glimpse of what the science says when it comes to the effects of being in nature. Firstly, when you are outside, it actually improves your memory. So research has shown that going outside, even when it's cold, improves your memory and your concentration, giving your cognitive abilities a valuable boost. Secondly, it actually increases and fuels your energy levels. A series of studies that I found published in the Journal of Environmental Psychology in 2010 actually reported that people feel more alive when they spend time in nature. And getting outdoors can actually give you a boost of energy that is far more energizing than, let's say, a cup of coffee. And last but not least, getting in nature is a stress buster. I'm sure you can relate, like just when you have had a really busy day and everything is just kind of going to shit, <laughs> you know, those days where it just feels like everything is going to shit and maybe like your phone is blowing up, the email is going and you're just like, oh, I'm just done. When you just turn all of that off and you just drop it all and you go outside and you just touch some grass, you calm down. You realize that all the problems that you have aren't actually that big and the world is still spinning and you are just a tiny monkey on a flying rock and it just allows you to come back to baseline. And whenever I have days like that and I literally just go and touch grass, when I go back on my computer, I just have such a better attitude. I'm ready. I'm able to handle whatever is coming because I realize I'm taking this shit too seriously. Like I am just a monkey on a flying rock. And yes, work is important. And yes, I care about all of these things. But at the end of the day, I'm not doing anyone any good if I'm just showing up stressed, overworked, and overwhelmed. So get outside, touch grass, get in nature, and that is going to help you be so much more productive and just feel better about your work. So we're on to our second last productivity tip backed by science. And tip number seven is actually to listen to music. So there is a study my team found that was done at the University of Miami. And the researchers of there actually studied the effects of listening to music on work performance. And what they found is pretty cool. So what they found was that when there is no music, the quality quality of work was lower and the time spent doing each task. So the time spent per task was also longer as well. But when there was music playing, their work quality actually improved and they worked way faster. And the participants that were in the study also said that the music changed their mood for the better and it made them see their work in a new light. So what's the takeaway here? If you want to be more productive and enjoy your work more, then create a playlist that fits your style and the kind of work that you are doing. It's important to remember Remember here that everyone is different. So you got to experiment a little bit with this. You got to try out different types of music to see what helps you work best. Whether you like classical music, maybe you like songs with lyrics or songs without lyrics or calming instrumental tunes or meditation music, find what works for you and get that music playing. I got to say, I really love this study because I am someone that really does believe in the power of sound and how it can have a huge impact on our vibration. And I am someone that has been using 
using this one playlist on Spotify and it is called Deep Focus. So if you go into Spotify and you search and you just search the Deep Focus playlist by Spotify, I listen to this playlist every single time I am doing deep work. So when I'm working on a big project, like my big secret project that I'm working on right now, or I'm working on something for Manifesty or something creative, this is the playlist that I listen to. And my brain is so used to this playlist now that when it hears this playlist, it is like a cue, which if we go all the way back to our first tip for scientifically backed ideas, basically having a productive workspace. So for me, part of my workspace is listening to music and part of the cue to signal that I'm in my workspace is for me to put my headphones on and listen to the deep focus playlist. And that helps me work so much. But I got to say, this has to be something that you like. So this kind of deep focus playlist that might not work for you. For example, Soul. Soul listens to like dirty techno, Berlin, like house music, like the stuff that you would expect someone listening to at like 3am on a bender or something. He loves that kind of music and that's how he does his best design work and gets into the flow. So you've got to find the music that works for you. But I got to say, if you stick to one sort of music and you listen to it again and again, your brain is going to get used to it and it is going to help it get into work mode, get serious. And for me, this has been a game changer for my productivity. And last but not least, we have tip number eight, which is, of course, would it be a Mindspo podcast on scientifically backed productivity tips if we didn't talk about what I believe to be the best productivity tip, and that is meditation. So meditation is scientifically proven to sharpen your focus, to reduce stress, and to boost your overall productivity. So if you're not already meditating, what are you doing? This whole entire podcast, my whole entire journey, it all stemmed from meditation. And it's the one thing that I want more than anything else to influence you to do to become a meditator. It will transform and change your life. And if you want to come and start practicing meditation and you want to boost your productivity with meditation, you can do so by signing up to the Mindspo Meditation Method, which is our course that will teach you how to become a meditator. And it will also take you through a 66-day meditation challenge. So you won't just learn meditation, but you'll also learn how to make it a habit and make it stick. And the other way you can learn meditation or practice meditation with me is through Manifesty app, which is the sponsor of these podcasts. So all you need to do is type manifest into the app store and then IE at the end, and you will come across Manifesty app, which is filled with all of my different meditations, not only to help you meditate, but also to help you manifest. Now let's actually get into the science of meditation. So it's not just me singing its praises. So one of the most fascinating things that science has actually revealed is that regular meditation can actually physically change your brain. So meditation has been shown to increase the gray matter in your prefrontal cortex, which is the part of your brain that's responsible for higher thinking and decision-making. This means that your neurons in this brain region, they actually fire more easily, making it a powerhouse for you guessed it, productivity. So let's talk about why this is actually powerful and why this actually matters. So the prefrontal cortex is actually involved in tasks like planning, organizing, problem solving, learning, and memory. It's the part of your brain that helps you set goals, stay on track, and make better decisions. So when you make meditation a habit, you're essentially giving your prefrontal cortex a workout, and it becomes more effective at handling complex tasks, staying focused, and 
managing stress. So like I said, if you want to implement meditation into your daily routine, there are so many ways that you can do that with me through Manifesty and our Mindspo Meditation course. I will have all the links to that down in the show notes. And there you have it, my friend. Those are my eight tips to help you be scientifically more productive. I hope you apply these tips into your day-to-day life and take action on at least one of them. If you do, make sure you tag me and Mindspo. I think one of the easiest things that you could take action on after listening to this podcast is one, going for a walk, maybe doing the Pomodoro method, or even just like revamping your workspace. If you have a workspace that is a crowded mess, my challenge to you is to take a photo of it for accountability's sake and take a before, post that before on your Instagram, on your stories and tag me in Mindspo and then take an after and show me where your productive space is. Honestly, revamping your desk, clearing your workspace or going to a co-working space or changing up your workspace, it is such a game changer for productivity. And it's probably for me right now, the one thing that is like a new tip that I've implemented that is having such a big impact on this big project that I'm working on and just my general outlook. So I really hope you got some value out of today's episode and I'm really manifesting that the rest of the year, we are going to have a lot of incredible people on the podcast for you during these Thursday episodes. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you as always for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember to dream big, but also live slow. Thank you for joining me for this episode. You can discover more from Mindspo on Instagram and TikTok by following at Mindspo and myself at Rochelle underscore Fox. If this episode inspired you, then please pass it on and share the love. And if you're new to our world and you want to elevate your mind and step into your best self, then be sure to download our app Manifesty from the App Store and take advantage of the free trial. With Manifesty, you can create your own vision board movies, practice powerful meditations, and set affirmation reminders so your phone supports your journey towards that abundant vision of your future. And lastly, always remember, you create your own reality. So go and make some magic.